I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Welcome back to Design to Heal. I am your average Jeff here with Dr. Ben Rawl. Buddy, today we're going to do, this is going to be the, um, what did you call it? The ergonomics episode? Is that the deal? Well, I well it was your idea, but then I, yeah, I had to use the fancy me. medical name for it. Don't yeah. blame me. Well, I had this thought yesterday and I said, man, you know, I was... Uh, I, I, I was I was laying down my head on the on the pillow, okay. you know, just doing the whole rest thing, and um, I don't know. It had me thinking. I, I you know I I don't want to flatter you, but I was I was thinking, you know, as I was laying down in bed, I should uh, call my chiropractor right now. <laughs> so you, you were thinking, laying in bed, thinking about me. Yeah, that Joe, just sounded weird when Jeff, it came out. But it was like, rough. man, I've never asked him that question. And you know, we've talked before about I think in previous episodes, not as a focal point, but. Like the way that people hold their phones and how they mm. look down and how that's affecting posture and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. man, I just wonder about pillows, right? And then I was thinking, too, because I was in the clinic the other day for my shoulder. I've got shoulder issues and stuff, and you've been working on that a little bit. And I thought about it, and I said, man, you know, part of why I'm having some shoulder issues, aside from the injury that actually caused it in the first place, mm. is because I know the way that I'll sit on the couch sometimes. And I'll be doing some work. I have you know like a baseball game or whatever on. I've got my laptop sitting on, on the couch on some pillows, and I'm kind of leaning right on that shoulder. I'm going... Well, that's probably not helping things, right? So I just thought, man, you know, what a great episode here. How, how is it we've done, what, four years of podcasts and never even talked about this kind of thing? You're a chiropractor, man. Come on. Yeah. Gotta, well, let's uh, <laughs> gotta jump into yeah, this topic. Yeah. So I, I think so. it's good. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about um, what that looks like mm-hmm. and and probably the, the parts that... I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a different angle on it. I mean, we're gonna talk about exactly what you're asking there, but we need to, I think, have a have a perspective on it's a little bit different, right? So we. So it's, so it's kind of like, hey, losing weight, right? So some people right. want to say, hey, I want to lose weight. A lot of times, it's, there's a vanity component to that, right? I I want to have a six pack. I want to look good in my swimsuit. Okay, right? But but the reality is, there's way more implications to your health regarding your weight than Absolutely. what you look like in your picture. Okay, so posture. Nobody wants to be the hunched over old person, mm-hmm. you know, with the dowager's hump and doesn't look good. Or, or you suddenly maybe you see yourself at a picture and you notice your shoulders always up mm-hmm. or things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I, I can appreciate that. My brain is always on what those, what those postural distortions are causing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why mm-hmm. they matter. Mm-hmm. I don't really care, you know, and then sure there's pain relationships and things like that. Yeah. The thing with posture is there's also a short term, there's short term impacts and then there's the chronic impacts, right? Mm. So I'll give you an example, maybe uh, carpal tunnel, right? So most people mm. don't wake up one day with carpal tunnel. You don't go to sleep and then wake up and go, oh my gosh, my hands are numb. I can't feel them. Right. So because of this, because of how this works sometimes, we will we will misunderstand how posture is affecting us. I'll give you an example. Mm. Somebody would say, "Well, it can't I can't have lung cancer because I smoke cigarettes? I've been smoking for twenty years." Mm. Yeah. Because you've been smoking for twenty years is why you have lung cancer, right, right? Right. I've had horrible posture all my life, and I didn't have banging in my back. It can't be it. You've had horrible posture your whole life. That's why you have the back pain now, right? Right. right? right. So a good example, Jeff, you talk about your shoulders. So now, and this isn't. I'm not trying to talk like 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 I'm so smart. I just 
study the body for a long time. So people, a person might not realize your 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 head, as an example, weighs about 10, 10 to twelve pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that I, I got a big headband, so <laughs> yeah, I don't you're know. a fourteen pounder. You you're go. a big bowling there ball. There you go. You know. If your head is shifted off an inch to the side, yeah. let's say that's going to change how your shoulder girdle is going to hold that in. Those mm-hmm. muscles are going to be working. It's going to get tight. It's going to get painful. It might change the biomechanics of it. It might make you more prone to injury, but you don't see it like that. You right. just go, my shoulder hurts. Right, right, okay? right. Understandable. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you should know that, but my point is, so you you have no consideration that it's your posture. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. no consideration that's because my head's off to the side or because mm-hmm. I sleep with the wrong way or because I work at my workstation the wrong way or mm-hmm. I mouse with my right hand all the time or I have, right? So all we want is I don't want the pain. Yeah. And then we don't want to have a discussion that I might have to undo something that I've been doing for a long time because it's annoying to me and I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to feel it. So you find yourself taking ibuprofen or you find yourself mm-hmm. taking a shot or you find yourself getting a surgery. You find yourself all those things mm-hmm. when really mm-hmm. you never had anybody ever say, hey, it could be related to your posture. And by by the way, if they say it's related to your posture, there might be something you have to do to it about that. And you go, I don't want to do that. <laughs> the doctor said, I just need a shot. Well, right? remember, this episode was my idea. So I'm yeah. telling you, I'm giving you permission. Well, no, not Tell just you. To I'm do. not even talking to you. I, I just mean I like know. people. So so this is the, yeah. the nuance of posture. Now, what a lot of people don't realize of posture, and there's been so many studies on this, and I'll mention a few today. Mm-hmm. One of them, I think, was in 1994. I always remember, I think it was the journal Pain or Pain Management. And it's, I'm paraphrasing, it says posture is affects every every function of the body from breathing to your endocrine system, mm. okay, to your heart rate, mm-hmm. okay? So there's been studies that show people's really forward postures, right? It actually causes what they call the collapsing of the organs of their chest, mm-hmm. leads to things like cardio like heart attacks. Heart attacks, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, that so yeah. if you so think about that. So if 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 so if we say smoking's a risk factor for heart attacks or high cholesterol is a risk factor for heart attacks, so is bad posture. Mm. But what do we do? Oh, what are you gonna do? Well, no, there's a lot you can do. There's a lot yeah. that you should do. Yeah. Degeneration of the spine is not something that's normal just because you're getting older. I got thousands of x-rays that I can show you. People in their 80 years old, they don't have a degenerated spine. Mm. Well, so is he, don't you say, well, I'm older. That's why I have to. No, that's a lie. Mm. But you believe that. You just let that go. And that's a story you tell yourself. And that's yeah. how you just live. Well, then go tell the 87-year-old that just took an x-ray of last week that has a perfect cervical spine. Somebody didn't get the memo. Her spine's supposed to be degenerate. Why isn't it? Can't you say Genetics. Well, that, and that's what people would say. Well, yeah, they so, have good genes. Lucky them. Right? Really? Show yeah. me the gene on spinal degeneration. doesn't exist. Uh. So this is a lie we tell ourselves, but mm. it sounds reasonable. Yeah. And you just live your life in la-la land going, yeah. well, you know, oh, just bad luck. It's not how it works, my friends. Okay? Now, your posture, just like eating, is stuff that's related to daily what you do. They had a study come out a few years ago. Now, with all the all the texting and things like that that you see. So so now it was a funny, well, it wasn't a funny article, but they actually said like something like texting's making horns grow out of the head. Okay, right? And I was like, whoa, what's that? Like the devil? You know, I don't know what's here. <laughs> but what they were talking about was actually, so you have a lot of musculature that attacks the base of your skull. Okay, so as your head is flexed down, if you can imagine, so you're looking down towards your toes, that's going to put a lot of pressure on the muscles where they attach on the base of your skull. And the body's response to that tension on those muscles is it will actually calcify the muscles. So that I have x-rays in my office where you can see a little a little sharp kind of hook growing out of the base of their skull oh my goodness. because of that. Okay, so again, it doesn't happen one night over time. It happens right. it happen, one night. It happens over time. When I, I, I used to very rarely, or, well, early in practice, I, I didn't see a lot of like these, what we call a backwards neck. So if your curve from the side is supposed to have a kind of a C shape, like a banana shape, and then if you look down again, you'd notice your, your neck would like be reversed. Banana mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. the other way. Now, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to live like that, mm-hmm. and you certainly wouldn't want your neck like that. Now, a lot of people listening to this, if you never have actually ever had x-rays of your spine, you have no idea what your spine is like. Mm. You don't. You cannot sit here right now and know if you have a backwards curve in your neck, mm-hmm. a reverse curve, a cervical kyphosis, whatever you want to call it. You, many times you can't even tell if you have a scoliosis. Mm. 
you can, and there's horrible cases where you can see that, a rib mm-hmm. hump and things like that, but mm-hmm. most people have no idea. You cannot stand in the mirror and know what your spine looks like. That's why we take x-rays. That's mm-hmm. why this, anymore, if you've ever been to the dentist or you've ever taken your car to the car dealer, they don't go, right? They don't go, well, we'll just imagine what we think is wrong. They mm-hmm. do a diagnostic check or they mm-hmm. check things out. When you go to the dentist, they take x-rays of your mouth. They don't just go... They don't just wait until it's so bad that they can see it. Mm. Have you ever gone to the dentist and found out you had three cavities and you, you didn't feel them? You didn't see them? Yeah. It's not like you opened your mouth and saw a big cavity somewhere. No. So the same thing with the spine. And by the way, most of the time your spine can be misaligned and you won't feel it. Mm. So people think I would feel it if it's misaligned. I'm, so the, a lot of this is just simple education, Jeff, where people never thought about this. So if I can kind of like barrel this down a few things, like just like, but my, I'll share it with something that you're familiar with. You can have problems with your teeth and not feel it. Mm-hmm. You can have a brain tumor and not feel mm-hmm. it. You can mm-hmm. have a, a high blood pressure and not feel it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can have jacked up posture, destroying areas of your health, and you won't feel it until the pain gets so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Till the TV, mm-hmm. till the, till the TV, till the cavity gets so bad, you feel the, on a nerve, so vice versa. So your posture matters a lot mm-hmm. and your habits of posture matter a lot. So I often, there's a, some friends of mine that have some postural correction programs and they kind of say it's kind of like spinal hygiene, like dental hygiene, but mm-hmm. spinal hygiene. Mm-hmm. So part of this is, is understanding your spinal hygiene. In order to understand spinal hygiene, you have to know what normal is. There is a normal, there is a normal spine. The front one is really easy, right? Your spine wants to be straight up and down, mm-hmm. right? That's a normal spine, okay? <laughs> normal spine. Now, they've done some great studies on this where they've actually tested people. For, so you have two ways you look at the spine, basically from the front, okay, straight up and down, and then from the side. Mm-hmm. If you were going to look at the, somebody looking at it from the side, you want to have a curve in the neck, and you have a little bit of a mid-back kind of hump, and then you've got a low-back curve, the lumbar lordosis, mm-hmm. then the cervical, or excuse me, the thoracic kyphosis, and then you have another cervical lordosis. So it's kind of like an, an like a multiple S mm-hmm. on the spine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, now you, you might say, oh, well, I look at my neck and it looks like on my skin that I have a curve. That is not what your spine looks like. Mm-hmm. You can have a reverse curve in there and your skin looks like a C. Mm. Okay, so you don't think you, don't think, don't lie to yourself. You think, I must be fine. I look in the mirror and I got a curve there. I can show you 5,000 x-rays of people with backwards curves that doesn't ask them what their neck looks like. You, mm. There's studies on this neck, skin contour, that's what they call it, skin contour is not associated with what's happening in the spine. Wow. Okay, so you got to know that. But most people think, oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah, because I'm not feeling anything. Okay, now from the side view, you need to have a roughly a 38, 40 degree cervical curve. The mid back, the mid back's harder. The mid back is kind of compensatory because it's it's it got rib cage around it, and it has a lot to do with really how our lumbar spine is. So there is thoracic situations you have to deal with, but most of the time that's a compensation. Okay, and then the low back, you're gonna have got about another 40 degree curve in your low back, the lumbar curve. Right when you sit in your car and you put the lumbar cushion behind it and you push into it, okay, you're supporting that lumbar curve. Okay, yeah, so. If that's normal posture, then you want to be so so from the front straight up to down, and from the side you want to have these curves. Then your activities of daily living or even sleeping, I should say, they should reflect normal. Okay, now we're designed to move, so yes, you're gonna you know bend over to pick up a, your kid. You're gonna you know sit at your computer. You're gonna turn to the left to look before you turn your car. Like 24 movable vertebrae in our spine, but there is a resting neutral that they should be in. So like right now as I'm sitting here. I'm not always perfect on this, but like right now my low back's engaged. I'm sitting up with the curve of my back because this chair is a real like loungy chair. Like it doesn't have a back support in it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting up, holding my posture, muscles, shoulders back, head up. So I'm trying to hold those curves that are natural to my body, my cervical curve, my mid-back curve, and my low back curve. So when I'm sitting, I'm not going to – so the classic one is you just slouch down mm-hmm. your low back. So when you're slouched down, your low back is not have the curve in it. It has a backwards curve where it's straight, mm-hmm. putting all the pressure on the discs and the muscles. So what, is that, what does that look like to a person? They go, oh, man, my back hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Not even thinking that they've sat 
totally jacked up all day long. Mm-hmm. They've weakened all of the muscles that support that they don't work. And then, by the way, they go from there. They go sit on the couch for five more hours at night. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. Those muscles are all weakened. But then they say, well, my back hurts. But the reality is they've got weak muscles from poor posture for the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Mm. Okay? And that's now that's causing disc issues. Now that's causing you know uh, fatigue in the muscles, ligaments, tendons. Now they are having pain. And then they go to the doctor, and the doctor says, oh, look, you've got arthritis. Oh, look, you've got a bad disc. Oh, look. And then the answer is pills, potions, lotion, shots, drug surgeries. When really, you haven't done a damn thing, excuse my language, to address your posture, right? And then, so we have to look at this, and you have to just ask yourself kind of common sense questions. So when you're sitting, always try to be in a neutral posture, straight mm-hmm. up and down. So, you know, not one shoulder hung down. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times a workstation, that's where you hear the term ergonomics that you brought up earlier. Ergonomics is my work position. So is the computer screen in front of me mm-hmm. versus some people will have it off to the side. So yeah. they have their computer screen off to the side. So all day long, they're sitting with their head turned to the left 45 degrees as they're typing in front of them. Right. So that's going to, that's not normal. That's not normal posture. It's going to mess up your muscles, your nerves, your ligaments, your tendons. You do that all day long for five, 10, 15 years. You kidding me mm. for eight to 10 hours a day. Mm. Or you work on a laptop. Laptops were convenient, but laptops were not good for our spine. Laptops don't have a dis- detached, most of me can buy this and I encourage people to, but if you're working on a laptop, you're almost by nature crunched down, shoulders forward, looking down yeah. versus a detached keyboard where you get your, your monitor up in a different place. So that's why I recommend people work from a desktop computer if they can, or get a detached laptop, a plug-in keyboard so you can have your keyboard in normal position so you can keep yourself in a decent position. Um, a lot of people, they work on the couch, right? They're laying back. They got their head flexed down. They're working on their, their tummy with their laptop for yep. five hours, yep. jacking up their spine, then go to sleep. The question that started this whole episode, then they go to sleep and they sleep with five pillows underneath their back, right? And they're leaning their head forward. So they're sleeping for four, five, six, seven, eight hours with their neck flexed. And then they wonder why they get headaches, hmm. right? But then they go to the doctor. The doctor asks what position they sleep in. Does the doctor take an x-ray of their spine? No, right? Says, oh, no, you, you get headaches. Ah, sorry. Bad luck. Well, my mom had them too. Whoa, my mom had them. Well, then it's genetics, of course. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Am I making it up? No. This is exactly what happens. Yeah. And then that's the story that. they tell for the rest of their life. Yeah. Well, Aunt Susie had them too. I guess it's just what I have too. No, it's not true. It's not true. So so when a person's sleeping, you want to think, so, this, so I'll talk through these issues. So sleeping, the worst position is sleeping on your stomach. And it's real simple. So when you, if you were going to sleep on your tummy, you have to turn your head to breathe, right? So you're going to turn your head to the left or to the right. Yeah, so yeah. imagine your neutral spine. So if, if right now I'm sitting here looking at you, if yeah. I turned my head to the side, you know, 90 degrees or whatever, so, and, I just, and I kept it like that for five hours, you think that's putting stress on my body? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Be, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So see, it might, might mess me up a little bit, right? So people that sleep on your stomach and you have your head so you can breathe, yeah. you're sleeping with your neck in full rotation for hours. Mm. It's a problem, right? So you wake up and you're already, you've already spent five, six hours with your neck wildly out of position. Right, right. Okay. Oh, I got a crick in my neck. No, you, well, yeah, you might. That's what you're feeling it as. So tummy posture is the worst, okay? Okay, can I ask something real yeah, quick? Of course. What about tummy time for babies? Because that's a thing. Yeah, well, the reason that tummy time is for babies for a few things, it's, it actually is... It is, if you think about tummy time for babies, they're not sleeping on their tummy, right? They're not sleeping on their tummy. They're up learning to get posterior extension. They're actually strengthening their posterior postural muscles okay. to help them learn how to be upright. Right. Tummy right. time isn't sleepy time. Right. Tummy time is when they're active, right? Right. So if you're on your stomach engaging, you're not laying, if you're on your tummy at your house, you're not laying faces well, down. I, and, you're you know. right. I yeah. think, but, but sometimes then people then put them to sleep that way and that's... I get the sense you're not for that. Well, really. yeah, well, well, you you wouldn't be either if you knew a normal spine. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just not required. Now, uh, here's the issue. So just real quick on, 
on that thing. So even with tummy time, that's how that's how actually how babies create their lumbar curve. Okay, it strengthens the posterior muscles. You're born okay. with a cervical curve, but you're not really born with a lumbar curve. Those are called secondary curves. Those develop as they begin to be upright okay. in child development. That's why, actually why I don't recommend people put their kids in Johnny Jumpers. Don't put them in those little Bambino things that they sit in, those little... Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you're, 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 their body's not ready for that. You're putting them in a weight-bearing position. Their body's not wait to, ready to weight-bear. they got to cross-crawl. Mm. Like, so you don't want to put a child in a seated position before their body's ready to be in a seated position. And when they're ready to be in a seated position, they'll let you know because they'll start to crawl, they'll start mm-hmm. to walk. Mm-hmm. So this is part of the problem, that they're slamming kids in a swing f- for eight hours. They're not designed for that. Yeah. But they put them in yeah. those little Johnny Jumper, or not Johnny Jumpers, well, those two, but those little plastic sit them up you know, mm-hmm. where these legs are sitting in there and they're kind of, they're getting their, they can't sit up on their own yet, but you got them sitting in there. Their body's trying to bear, bear the load that is not designed to bear. Yeah. All right. So we're messing yeah. up their posture from the very beginning, let alone when we rip them out of their mom with a forceps or a vacuum extraction well, or a doctor true, yeah. pulling them. And yeah. they've, che- they've ripped up their posture, which by the way, study done on over a thousand babies that found that babies that were born medically that were pulled on over 90% of them had measurable damage to their spinal cord and their nerves and their, and their, and their, their structure. Really? So that's why yeah, that's why we check babies, right? Wow. So because they could happen right in birth and even a natural birth, just the birth process coming down through a, through a birth canal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, you need to check that. You want to as I mean, a twig that can heal. Is that reversible? Of course. That, as yeah. a twig is okay. bent, so grows the tree. So yeah, if you're yeah, so if you if you now if it doesn't if you don't do anything, right, right. right? So right. you got to you know you got to fix the problem if okay. you will. So this is why we check kids. This is why you know sometimes I just had a case of a young person and and I've been working on their case and and um, I got to their re-exam and, and they 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 didn't respond as fast as I thought that they would and I was like a little frustrated for them. And, and, um, you know, and then as we were just talking about more stuff, like the reality is even though they're only 15 years old, they mm-hmm. could have a problem that's been there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think, mm-hmm. oh, it hasn't been there that long. They're only 15. Well, if it happened at birth then it could certainly be there a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're laying in your bed, so the second, the second sleeping position back to that as an example is then a side sleeping. So if you're going to sleep on your side, that's okay. I sleep on my side, but I recommend that there's just a kind of a few things you want to think about. So if you're on your side, just imagine your spine on its side. If we know that your spine should be straight up and down. Then if you're on your side, you want to be careful. You don't want your neck so propped up, okay? Because if I'm looking at you again, I wouldn't want my neck slanted over to the side 45 mm-hmm. degrees all mm-hmm. night long. So mm-hmm. some people, I see two problems. They sleep on their side with too many pillows and their head is propped up or not mm-hmm. enough pillows and their head is crimped down, right? Mm. And so, you know, because you could do not enough pillow and your head is pulling the other way. Now, a lot of this has to do with the tent. You know, it depends on how wide your shoulders are. You know, it depends on how soft your bed is. So some people have a really soft bed, their shoulders shrink in. Some people have a really hard bed. And they have wide shoulders, and so that gap needs to be bigger. Some people will sleep with it rotated still. Uh, women tend to have wider hips, just anatomy-wise. And so when mm-hmm. they lay, a lot of women get back pain because their legs are scissored over themselves, right? Kind of crossed over. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why you hear people say, put a pillow between your leg. It helps mm-hmm. keep the pelvis and the spine aligned. Now, these are just general principles. It doesn't work for everybody all the time. You have to define it. And some people tell me, well, I can only fall asleep on my stomach. I can only mm-hmm. fall asleep on mm-hmm. my whatever. You know, I get that. And then the other thing I tell people when they do sleep on their side is, and my wife is really good at this, because you can actually, most people have lost the curve in their neck. So if you are falling asleep, try to keep your neck in extension where you're you're on your side, but you're kind of lifting your head up because it's actually inducing the proper healthy okay. curve in your spine. Okay. What, what about beds, though? I mean, like... Yeah, well, just like, let me finish... The, good question. Let okay. me finish this, the last posture, which is back sleeping. Okay. okay. Now, if you sleep on your back, which is a, a great posture, um, generally speaking. Now, um, but sometimes people have so many problems in their spine, they've never had to evaluate it. So I can give you the perfect posture, mm-hmm. but if you have a jacked up situation... Then, because you've never had your spine properly evaluated, mm-hmm. well, then, mm-hmm. you know, like we got to fix that first. Right, okay. So right. this isn't like a, a cure all. Some people 
can't sleep on their back because they got such a jacked up right. neck when they do their spines all fused together and it can't yeah. move well then we got to fix that so all things healthy this is what you're saying this yeah, is yeah right yeah thing. and and yeah. even for low end moderate you know like still a healthy thing to do right but but just if you're having problems with it then it might mean hey i should yeah. get that checked out so back yeah. sleeping the same thing with back sleeping is the, pretty much the easiest because you don't have really any risk of rotation you're just laying flat on your back okay mm-hmm. and then i my encouragement on that some people sleep with no pillow some people sleep with like a roll like they roll up a towel or they you can buy these cervical rolls where you sleep on mm-hmm. kind of a roll Mm-hmm. It's inducing that curve. You can actually sleep with one under your low back as well, where you're laying on your back and you're supporting those healthy natural curves mm. under the spine. So, mm. um, you know, tr- I, I usually say back's the best, sides a second best. I'm a side sleeper myself personally, and then stomach's the worst. Try to avoid mm-hmm. that at all mm-hmm. costs. Mm-hmm. Beds, beds are complicated. I, when I was in chiropractic school, I sold beds for uh, my for my side job when I was in chiropractic school. I worked at a place called Relax the Back, and um, they sold you know orthopedic stuff and beds mm-hmm. and uh, Tempur-Pedics. I personally use a Tempur-Pedic bed. That's what I sleep on. And and so, and there's a reason. I mean, I think that, I do think that they're the best beds. I mean, I've been through all of their training. They're expensive. I mean, it's an actual Tempur-Pedic. There's some other memory foams that are not as as great. Um, it's come a long way in 20 mm-hmm. plus years ago since I sold beds. You know, pillow tops, you hear a lot about pillow tops, spring mattresses, non-spring mattresses, sleep number beds, water bed. I grew up in the water bed era. I had a water bed. Yeah, water bed, yeah. They always um, said that those are really good for posture. Is that true, or is that a, a, just a line they sold? You know, I mean, it depends. But here's the thing: it depends. It's it, it just it molds to your body. But yeah. what if your body's all messed up? Then it's molding Fair. to messed yeah. up. So okay. it's not yeah. like it's some magic. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not going to correct you, right? So so when you think about like, generally speaking, with beds, I mean, my general rule for beds is, man, everybody's body is different, mm. and so people are like, well, what's the best bed? What bed should I sleep on? I say, listen, it's it's. It depends. You know, some people do much better on a pillow top because mm-hmm. it depends on your sleep position. So if mm-hmm. you're a side sleeper, mm-hmm. a really firm bed is probably hard on you. Mm. If you're a side sleeper, it's not going to feel. If you're a back sleeper, it's usually great because mm-hmm. it's a little firm. It's supporting you. But if I'm a side sleeper and I got broad shoulders and my hips, are, you know, on my back. So now my shoulders trying to be jammed in there and things like that. So it really it really can affect it. So you've got to kind of know what normal is, know what you're trying to achieve and then understand what your body is. If you're a man, if you're a woman. And your body type, your body build, things like that, previous injuries, you've got a back surgery. Mm. I personally, so I sleep on a Tempur-Pedic bed and I sleep on my side and my pillow I use is, a, they don't even sell them anymore, but it was a, I've literally had my pillow for over 20 years. My wife as well, we have the same pillow and it's a, it's a child size Tempur-Pedic pillow. Mm-hmm. I fold it in half mm-hmm. and then that's what I use under my, under my, my head. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so it supports it. That's about, fills in that space for me. So that's what works for me. Okay. Now we were just traveling this weekend and I was at another, another friend's house and you know, whole different bed situation. So it doesn't work, right? The pillow was different. The bed mm-hmm. was different. So kind of messes you up. The older you get, right? You stay in somebody's hotel, you stay in somebody's bed. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, that messed me up. Okay. We're, our bodies aren't quite as adaptable. Sometimes we've gotten conditioned to those things. So, mm. so beds, um, I would say again, it's, it's hard now, cheaper beds, tend to be like this. So, so the way that like a spring loaded, like a Sealy, you know, or what, a Pasturepedic or whatever these kinds of beds are, the old spring beds, what mm-hmm. makes a bed more expensive or less expensive generally is the amount of springs that mm-hmm. are in them, the mm-hmm. spring count. Think of like the, your, your sheets. It's like the thread, thread count, count yeah. right? Uh-huh. So the more springs, it's distributing that weight better. And because of that, you get less pressure points. So a lot of the reason, one of the big studies they did on Tempur-Pedic beds is if you find yourself tossing and turning, a lot of reasons you're tossing and turning is because these pressure points, the body subconsciously, for blood flow purposes, it needs to move you. So you like for one of the studies they did on Tempur-Pedic is it moved people from, it's reduced movement at night when you're sleeping by like 
78% because you don't get pressure points. Wow. There's no little springs pushing up on you. Yeah. Okay. So the higher the spring count distributes your weight better, it can tends to be more comfortable for a person. So hang on, hang on real yeah. quick. You said temper peak. Is that the same thing as that memory foam stuff? Is that what that is? Or is it something else? Like, you well, it's a memory around. foam, but yeah. it's, it's a different type of memory foam. Okay? okay. So it responds to temperature and it, and the foam, the foam responds to your, your the weight differently okay so for example a colder area is not going to move as much as a hotter area and weight differences and so the Tempur-Pedic foam is a higher caliber foam okay now we've got a we've got a foam mattress in our uh in our spare room right that's like a I think we bought a Casper mattress okay right it's a memory foam but it's not mm-hmm. as high end mm-hmm. but mostly just for cost I mean some of those are so expensive mm-hmm. you know my, mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say how much my Tempur-Pedic bed was mm-hmm. and I was like I, matter of fact when we bought our Tempur-Pedic bed uh, we went to pay for it and like the card wouldn't go through cause the bank had stopped it. Cause they were like, why are you, what are you buying at this furniture? So I had to like get on the phone and like tell them it's okay. You know, it's we're, we're buying a bed. Oh, but so I'm saying all this to say, you know, re- regarding this, see people want, and this goes back to the earlier discussion about like your head being shifted off. Mm-hmm. People want to know, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do because mm-hmm. I don't know what your spine looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know what your current position is. I don't know how your body's built. I don't know what type of bed that you have. I don't know what exactly you're experiencing. So for a lot of people, and this, and they, and then a lot of people think they sleep bad because their bed's bad or the pillow's bad. Well, they might be sleeping bad because they had a, a cup of coffee before bed because they sleep with the TV on yep. because they're you know they're living on junk or whatever yep. the series yep. or yep. they have no mel- they have no melatonin because they've calcified their pineal gland because they stare at blue screens all day. Like there could be a lot of reasons. Mm. So, but we often just pick this like low hanging fruit, complain about our bed mm-hmm. and go, oh, I can't sleep because my bed's bad. I need a $5 million bed or I can't sleep. And they go buy the $5 million bed and they say, I don't sleep. And then, so again, they've just, they've just, it's like, we just make excuses. I'm not trying to beat people up here, but I'm, I'm trying to encourage you, but just realize you've probably thought about this wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's the bed scenario. So I guess if I was going to put this in, now there is one, uh, there is another pillow that I recommend. It comes from a, a, a bedding group called Aslan, A-S-L-A-N, and they sell the pillow that I mostly recommend. It's a it's a memory foam pillow. Uh, some people are like, oh, they use a down pillows or they use these feather pillows or they buy some cheap pillow from the from Target for 10 bucks. It's just a foam-filled junk pillow. I don't recommend any of those. You're worth it. I mean, the old saying, it is true though. You know, you spend on average, whatever, six to eight hours a day in your bed. Mm-hmm. Like it's worth having a good one. Yeah. Like it really, my first bed in college, when I bought my own bed, this is disgusting. I'm embarrassed to say this, but like I'm moving into my own, you know, place and I, I needed a bed and beds were expensive and I didn't have money. So I, um, there was a, there was a used hotel store in my town. They sold used hotel furniture, nice right? bed dressers and this. And beds were forty dollars. Nice. So I went and got. So now I think, oh my, I got about gag <laughs> as I think about this, right? And it was so hard and so horrible. I mean, this is like, and I slept on that thing for years, unfortunately, right? Um, so you know, you're worth it. <clears throat> a lot of the bed stores now, there's some great ones out there. I'm I'm familiar with all of them. Um, it really becomes a preference. Mm-hmm. But try to ask yourself what you're trying to accomplish. What are your pain points? Um, I, of course, I recommend getting a chiropractic uh, evaluation to find out. Because for example, if I've got severe cervical degeneration in my spine, or uh, I had a guy recently, his mid back, his mid back of his ribs is almost completely fused. Okay, so he's going to have a hard time sleeping on his back mm-hmm. on a hard bed. Yep, because it's just yep. going to, it's just going to not move. It's going to be yep. painful. So you know, you might need some help getting the kind of a plan put together. Mm-hmm. Then the next most common thing is your posture during the day. Mm-hmm. If you're an adult, it's your work. If you're a, a kiddo, maybe or it's your school. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. how are you sitting at that desk now? Like I said before, we're designed to move. So this isn't like I have to sit with perfect posture all the time. It's it's but it is knowing 
that I need to be regularly thinking about changing my posture. Okay. So you see this a lot. I mean, the world has come a long way in this. You see sit stand desks now. You see people sitting on exercise balls. You see people changing positions, setting up the reminders, getting out, you know, sit, you know, uh, fit and sit exercises, you know, uh, sit, you know, getting fit at your desk types of things, ergonomics, workplace, you know, ergonomic keyboards that are built, you know, so depending on your, the demands of your job. Now that's a desk type of situation, but maybe you're a construction worker, maybe you're a garbage man, maybe you're an electrician. Like these are different jobs that require about a driver. I yeah. mean, just a person that's in the car all day long. Well, I'll give mean, you, I'll give you a great some issues. I'll give you an example. I, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it's Europe. It's been a while since I went into this study, but like, I think it's in the UK or Poland, or I don't remember, somewhere in Europe, they, um, if your job requires you to sit, so a heavy machinery guy or mm-hmm. a cab driver or something like that, if your job requires you to sit, here's what their numbers were. And if you've had to do that for five years, you automatically qualify for disability. You're they, kidding me. Nope, because, because that posture is so bad for you that it's going to eat your discs, it's going to eat up your spine, and so this is why you've probably heard the term sitting is the new smoking, right? They don't just say that to be funny. They're not saying that as a quip, you know, just, they're actually meaning like from the harmful effects of it on your body sitting, man. I mean, I, I mean, Jeff, I've got so, you know, so many kids that I take care of my office and the amount of children with horrendous posture is disturbing. I'm talking like gross posture. I mean, oh, shoulders all rolled humps in their back, like, postures I never saw in a 10-year-old, but what are they doing? They're playing video games all day. Mm-hmm. They're on computers all day, mm-hmm. right? They're sleeping like crap. They're, you know, they're doing all this stuff. Yeah, it's like, they're, I mean, they're sitting in a school desk all day too. In a I school mean, that's, desk. right? <laughs> yeah. So, so sitting is a posture that you really want to be careful about. You don't, we're not designed to sit all day. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're designed to move. We're not designed to sit all day. It's not a healthy posture for you. Okay. Now, even just very functionally, when you sit, I mean, I'm sitting right now, we should maybe change our podcast to do a sit and a stand. One of my friends, uh, Dr. Pete Camiolo, he's a, he's a, does a lot of like, he does consulting for doctors and I, his home office. I mean, it's, he, he stands all day. He's got his whole thing. He stands mm-hmm. up. He work, uh, J- Dr. Chestnut, who we used to have, we've had on the show before. Mm-hmm. He actually has a treadmill at his desk where he walks while he works on this mm-hmm. treadmill. You can buy powered ones. You can buy actually manually powered ones where you're just your body that's doing that. So if your job requires you to sit all day, just know. So, so what do some people do? This is kind of this like reverse logic that we use. So I'm sitting a lot, my back hurts. So what do we go buy? We go buy these ridiculous chairs, foam, you know, look like a lazy boy chair for your desk, mm-hmm. right? And you sit in this thing, which is counter because you think, oh, I need something more comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what you've actually done? It's, a, it's this weird irony and it's happened even culturally, emotionally. We think that, so instead of actually getting stronger and being able to handle our posture, we make things that make us weaker. So it's this comfort culture, right? Mm-hmm. Things are hard. So instead of teaching kids to be resilient, we take things away from them and make them weaker, mm-hmm. weaker, mm-hmm. weaker, weaker, weaker. It's all this stuff that you see in, in, in the culture right now, right? Don't want to offend anybody. So we take away speakers that might make them think. We take away concepts that might challenge them because I might offend you, I might offend you, I might offend you. No, you need to learn how to handle differing opinions. You need to learn how to handle people that you know challenge your, your ideas. So in um when it comes to our 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 posture sitting no a you're not designed to sit that long so if you are required for your job look what you can do in your workstation whether it's 
you know, a lot of times you're not, you don't even use the back. You don't let you just engage your muscles, sit on an exercise ball as your chair, get up and, and move regularly, right? Mm-hmm. Try, if you have a laptop you work on, get a detached keyboard because you want your, your you want your computer, not where you're looking down at, but where you're, you're looking neutral straight ahead or up mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't work with your keyboard off to the side with your heads in front of mm-hmm. you. Um, it's just, it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to help. It's not, it's going to, over time, it's going to cause big problems. And then the next big things that kind of go after that with posture are your, you know, well, some of them are like backpacks, purses, things like that. Do you always carry a purse on your side? You know, do you, you know, carry a backpack? You'll see that off. It just depends on people's lifestyle, what they're required to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, you're, like you said, set, you're set up in your car. A lot of people, their car seat, they got it low and it's leaned back. Like mm-hmm. my kids, all we were just traveling this weekend, we rented a car. My kids always tease me because I pull the seat up and I bring it straight backed up and I move the headrest so I can sit in an upright, neutral posture. I don't, because if you're just sucked down and your back's all down and then, you know, that you're, 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 you're trying to quote, be comfortable, but all you're really doing is making your postural muscles weaker. That makes your spinal misalignment mm-hmm. more prone to injury and, and eventually degeneration. And that degeneration is linked to morbidity, mortality, disease. Okay. Well, hang on. How do yeah. you balance that though? Because when you're sitting in that position as somebody who's done like some insane, crazy road trips long and things yeah. like that, like eventually that gets to a point where it's like, Oh, I can't do this either. Yeah. So how do you, how do you combat that? Especially yeah. when you're in the car for like a long time? Yeah. I mean, so, so sometimes you can't, right. Cause there you are, but to take yeah. that as a warning sign, like I need to get myself and my postural muscles fit. So what is that? That's your core muscles. You know, mm-hmm. you hear about core mm-hmm. training, right? Those types By of way, exercises. I was asking this for a friend. I don't have this yeah. issue. You know, it's all well, good. I'm, I mean, I'm well, totally strong well, first the core. Of, well, but also we're not designed to drive 18 hours. Right? Fair, so that's fair, your fair. body saying, Hey idiot, yeah. this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It doesn't mean pop some pills so I don't feel it. So I can keep driving. Like that's what we do. And we excuse it and we go, I don't know why my back hurts. This sucks. Well, no, your back is telling you it hurts because you're asking it to do something that it's not designed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Now, use that as a, I've said this before, like if I walk up a flight of stairs and I'm really out of breath, the answer isn't stairs are bad. Mm-hmm. The answer is I need to be in shape so I can walk upstairs. Yeah. So most of our postural muscles have gotten so weakened because of laziness and yeah. slothfulness and laying around and not doing anything. And even if we do kind of work out, we don't really work out our postural muscles. So, you you know, most people, it's kind of like most people are vitamin D deficient. Most people, postural muscles are weakened and then that weakness causes pain. So they, so we think, well, I need a massage every day. I, my shoulders hurt. I got to go get, you know, I, you know, I got to go get a shot. I got to go get a massage. Those things aren't, well, the shots are stupid in my opinion, but the, the massages aren't bad or things like that, but always, always be trying to think about the underlying cause. So then the last thing maybe that we'll talk, or the, one of the last things we'll talk about is then like digital devices, right? So your phones, iPads, you know, um, those types of things, you know, technology based like that, like you really do want to be careful of your posture. So, um, some of this is just common sense, but if you are on your phone, you need to be on your phone, try to either, well, a not be in a, in a long, long term position, right? So your head's just flexed down. We were, you know, where you, I was on the plane this weekend. And so, you know, I watched this little kid that was up in front of me and he was watching a show and he had his head like so bent forward for the entire trip that he's, you know, you're just, I, I don't know how, he, he, you know, his head was for an hour and a half just bent forward watching this show, staring at the screen. Like that's going to mess you up. Okay, so sure, if you got to check your phone for a second and you're checking something, fine. But if you have to be on it for an extended period of time, on your laptop for an extended period of time, or your iPad or whatever it is that you do, or even just busy work, you know, you're writing a paper. I mean, if you're flexed down, your head's down. Understand that you're putting your neck. Again, it's an awareness thing first. I'm if I'm in that position, I know that I'm in an unnatural position for my body. Whether I have pain or not, right. I know that I'm like I'm asking my neck to hold itself 
you know, in a position that's not designed to, it's putting extra pressure on the disc, ligaments, tendons, muscles. That doesn't mean I'm going to die. I just know that I need to think about things to counteract mm-hmm, that. Now, mm-hmm. again, what's really good to know is like, it's like when you go to the dentist sometimes and they're like, Hey, you got to really work on your back, right? Your gums are a little inflamed back there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well you focus on that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like knowing, Hey, in your spine, if I've lost the curve in my neck, if I have an area of concern, well now I can need to be extra aware of my posture. So if you're, if that's you, well, first of all, the only way to really know it is to get an exam done. Mm -hmm. But then once you know that, then you've got to take into some considerations, how to undo kind of to your question, how do I undo some of the damage? Mm -hmm. So there are postural exercises that you can get, and those are kind of commonplace, right? Most of it mm-hmm. is extension types of exercise, shoulders back, mm-hmm. right? Corner mm-hmm. kisses mm-hmm. where you lean in on the shoulder, laying on a big exercise ball, opening up your chest, neck into extension, right? Putting your low back, kind of arching your butt back, right? These mm-hmm. generally, that's the counteraction to today's posture because mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. postures the opposite of everything i just yeah. said yeah rolled shoulders forward head down leaning forward your head this is an interesting little statistic and then if you have any other questions jeff ask them but mm-hmm. so if you just everybody just imagine like your head's on a bowling ball so if your head's like a bowling ball on a stick so if i'm holding a stick and and it's got a bowling ball in the head, and now let's just say that bowling ball weighs 10 pounds so average weight of a head now if i start to lean that head forward or that that bowling ball forward on that stick mm-hmm. The bowling ball is going to, it's still 10 pounds, Yeah, but it's not going to feel like 10 pounds. A lot heavier. Anymore. Yeah. But so that's weird. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not, but it's, it's, think about this. So on average, about every, every inch your head is forward in your, just what we call your neutral forward head posture. Every inch your head is forward adds about 10 pounds of weight to how your body feels. Okay. So now, so I'll tell you on average, I got people that come in, their heads are two, three inches forward. Okay. And when I'm measuring forward, we're lar- measuring largely from their ear over their shoulder. So let's just say their natural posture is kind of just this natural forward head posture, we call it, FHP. So their head, instead of feeling like 10 pounds, feels like 40 pounds. Okay. So all day long, they're carrying their head around in gravity, mm-hmm. and it feels like 40 pounds, not 10 pounds. So do you think that's going to maybe give them sore shoulders, sore oh, yeah. neck? Yeah. Do you think those muscles get sure. tight? It might affect blood flow, gives them a headache, gives them mm-hmm. a migraine. Mm-hmm. So now they're taking pills for their migraine medication, but nobody's ever checked their neck curve. Nobody's ever talked to them about forward head posture. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever talked to them about correcting that. So this is why that matters. So if you have forward head posture, you it might be affecting you and you don't even realize it. Or people that drive, well, I'm drive. We used to, my wife and I used to call them, we'd pack, we'd drive by them on like the interstate. We call them window lickers because their head's so far forward, it looks like they want to lick the window, <laughs> right? Or my other, my friend who used to say that because it, but, and we're being funny, but like people don't realize often how bad their posture is. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that picture, Jeff, of like the, they've done these like workups of like the future office employee, like what they'll look like. Because if it keeps kind of evolving the way, it's disgusting. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. this massive hunched back, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see that happening. I mean, you you really do. You you just don't, you know, you sent me something a while ago talking about how, you know, we've seen kind of like, um, like, uh, how how men, the men, then a man, the the, the graduating high school seniors now Mm -hmm. look like little boys, little infants, not infants, but they look like. 12 year olds. Yeah. And you go look from the sixties, a graduate, like my dad's class, when they graduated, they're like, they don't mustaches, beards. They're going to enlist in war, man. Yeah. They're they're big. They're just, they're like men. Now you go look at the average graduating class. These kids look like they're, I mean, sure there's some, uh, there's some outliers, but most high school boys look like they're 13, Mm. right? That's weird. Mm. Okay. That's not normal. That's not cool. That's disgusting. And we're, we're, we're de-evolving if you will. And so, you know, we, we need to ask ourselves some of those questions, you know, so we've, we've, we've just like, we've gotten so lazy. We just sit on tech. We just, we don't move, you know, 
we're studying 20 hours a day or whatever you want to say. So be aware of that knowing. So one of the other studies that they did, they actually measured this, you know, where they measured posture. So they, they, and then they measured posture next to like a lifestyle questionnaire, like an Oswestry or something like this. And so what they found is the worse your posture, so both from the side, like front to back, like how deviated you are from normal. So the worse your posture, the worse every measurable area of lifestyle was. Your social score was worse. Your pain was worse. Your function was worse. Your movement was worse. All the areas mm. that this thing measured, mm. it, literally every single one of them was affected. The worse your posture is, the worse your overall health is. Wow. So it matters. Grandma was right, you know, right? When she hit you with a spoon in the back of the head and said, sit up straight, mm-hmm. right? That matters. Uh, it matters how much oxygen, what when a forward rolled shoulders and a forward head posture reduces, a, causes constipation, causes reduction in oxygenation to your lungs because you're not getting a deep breath. Yep. So you got people, think about it. If that's you, all day long, you're getting less oxygen that you need. Well, of course you're exhausted. Of course you're tired. You get home and all you want to do is go to bed and go to sleep well, because you've been running on half a tank of gas all day long because you're not getting the oxygen. So mm-hmm. we think posture just like, oh, I don't want to have a hump in my back. Oh, I don't want to have this. Listen. It's not the really the big thing you should be concerned about. Yeah. This could be affecting your health. Just like, again, like these medical journals I'm sharing, it measures affects everything from hormone production to your breathing to your elimination or, or, or you know, of your, of your bowels. So take it serious, mm. okay? And now, chiropractic, sure, but I'm not even saying, and yes, get adjusted, but most of your postural care, just like the dentist, you don't, you're, the totality of your dental care is not the times you see your dentist. The totality mm. of your dental care is you in your bathroom every day, brushing and flossing your teeth, okay? So your health of your spine and your posture has way less to do with me as a chiropractor and more to do, how do you sleep? How do you sit? How about your job requirements? What are you doing? Those types of things. Now, the caveat is some people need a more extreme workup, right? Like some people, yes. Should everybody brush and floss their teeth? Yes. And is there some people with some serious underlying conditions? Yes, right? So don't, don't let this be the totality of your advice on posture. Just know that it's really, really important, probably way more important than you think it is. And because of that, you know, what am I, what are you going to do to mitigate those risks or do that? Now, also to your point earlier, and, and really, guys, as a twig is bent, so goes a tree. Most of the issues I see with posture happen in bad habits that kids have as they get started, right? My daughter is kind of a taller girl. And so as she's getting older, some girls don't like to be tall. Some girls don't like to be the tallest girl in the room, right? So they kind of shirk their shoulders. They kind of hunch their back. They want to look smaller because they mm-hmm. don't want to be, or they're developing breasts. They don't mm-hmm. want to like stick their chest out, this kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because mm-hmm. culture says don't do that, or they feel weird doing that mm-hmm. as their body's changing. And so yeah, I'm always, you know, my daughter, when she's doing her homework or something, I'm always pulling her shoulders back or right or yeah. sit up straight. Yeah. Or, yeah. And she's, you know, 16, so she rolls her eyes at me, right? But because <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't, I'm not doing that because it looks ridiculous. I'm not doing that because I'm a chiropractor. I'm doing that, well, maybe as a chiropractor, I'm doing it though, because I know I don't want that to be a big problem for her in, in the future. Yeah. So yeah. what, any other final thoughts on that, Jeff, or some questions about, about yeah. that? Yeah, I got, yeah, that's some interesting ones, actually. Is there... um. Are there any sports that are like that you you would say as a chiropractor those are especially difficult for Yeah, that's a good question for people. Yeah, so so there's a couple ways to think about sports. So the classic ones you have is your combat sports that you think about, right? Oh man, I football, I got drilled, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, football is probably my least concerning f- sport chiropractically speaking. The ones that are the most there's a couple that are the most dangerous. One of the ones that are really one-sided are often a problem. Baseball, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Baseball is not good for the spine, okay? Because you're it's so one-sided. You're right-handed, so you're always oh, torquing you're your body. It. Yeah, uh-huh. torquing your body. You bat that direction. Um, I had a friend of mine. He was a professional football player. 
uh, well, but he was a kicker. So, so the, for you know, so many years it was always yeah, it was turning Matt, yeah. And, when he and uh-huh. so and it's interesting. I'll tell you his story really quickly. He had gotten so many. Uh, he was a college kicker, and then when he played in the pros, and he had, I think he had estimated that he had had like eighty quarter zone shots in his hip over his oh career. Oh my goodness! It was many times before every game, his hip hurt. They just give another shot, oh give another shot. Goodness! So when he, that's not that rare for athletes. So when he came in, I examined his hips. Now his hips were t- totally rotated. But I remember, hey, I said, I said to him, I said, man, you have the hips of like an 80-year-old. I mean, the degeneration was in these are upper 20s at the time. And so because those shots eat away your bone, they eat away your disc. Now, now, and so here he was in a bad situation. The whole time, all he really needed was to get his hips realigned yeah. because his sport required to be so one-sided. Yeah. So b- baseball is one of those really one-sided sports or like a kicking sport where you're really required, like his example of being a kicker. Uh, the other one that's a common gymnastics is a mess. Uh, a lot of times because these kiddos are in this at a very young age. Yeah. And um, I had a friend that took care of USA uh, gymnastics team and he, his wife was a elite uh, gymnast. And so they got all the x-rays of the girls. Many of them had created scoliosis because they always lead with one side. Yep. It twists mm-hmm. the spine. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough, tough one. The, but the, the correction for those one-sided sports is pretty easy. It's just once you are aware of this, you just have to make mm-hmm. sure that you're doing enough opposites to create mm-hmm. balance in the spine. Yeah. So yeah. just, you know, yes, yes, sports are sports, and they're going to create demands on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you want to be careful, you know, and be aware of it. And that's mm-hmm. why, again, I'm a fan of regular chiropractic care. I'm a fan of regular whatever body care. So if you're going to be a dentist or you're going to take care of your teeth, you got to get regularly checked out. So if I'm an athlete, yeah, your spine is your literally your backbone, everything in your body's attached to it. So if you're creating an imbalance or a one-sidedness, then you want to have somebody trained to help you. Hey, what am I doing to opposite that? Right. And so that's, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, you see a lot of this happening in some of these high end, you know, people always send me stuff and different athletes and different programs. And you'll see a lot of this happening now. You'll say they don't call it rehab, they call it prehab, yeah. right? Where you're, you know, strengthening issues, you're yeah, creating yeah, imbalances. Yeah. That's really what a lot of this is about. Well, as I said, there, and there are sports chiropractics. I mean, we've, we've yeah. had some of those on the show before, right? That have done yeah, that, that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. I've and got so, friends that take care of many of the, you yeah. know. I mean, do they do those kinds of things? Do they yeah. work with like the creating yeah. balance? And yeah. All that? yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. well, only if the person wants to, right? So it well, just as you're yeah. listening, they can't make you do it. So if you're listening to this and you play baseball and you, oh, I don't want, I had a girl one time, she was a, she was a high end cheerleader. And she didn't only do the tumbling and this kind of stuff. And so she had come in mm-hmm. and hurt her back. She had a, actually a, a real injury in her low back and she had a really big imbalance. And this is a, this is a bad ending to this story. So I'm talking to the mom and she was in high school, I think, and she was wanting to go to college and cheer. And so we started correcting her and her spine and the mom was, the mom was a real intense, like the mom mm-hmm. was like, a. Yeah, she was just one of those people's hard to deal with, right? Like, Mm -hmm. didn't want to hear anything, didn't want to Mm -hmm. learn anything. Mm -hmm. Well, as we were correcting her spine, it kind of changed her daughter's posture. It changed her, like, her mechanics a little bit. Mm -hmm. So she had to, so then during that initial time, it kind of affected her, like, her tumbling wasn't as great, right? Mm -hmm. So then the mom made her actually stop because she didn't want to fix it because she didn't want to affect her tumbling career. So, of course, there's those weird stories like that. I'm going to always err on the side of health and not your your cheerleading career. But, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, Yeah, so uh, how about... I like bike riding and stuff. Like a lot of people do that. I like doing that. Is that is there it's a good? Yeah, those are another good. One. So what what I what I would probably as a as a thought for people is say because you are going to live right. You're going to do these things. You're going to ride bike. You're going to be on your phone. You're going to do these things. So so having a good counter 
some people ask me, hey, should I do an, in, an inversion table, right? Those tables that you hang upside mm-hmm. down. And mm-hmm. for most people, outside of a few conditions that it's not safe for, I always tell people, absolutely. Like anytime you get your body upside down, it's a good mm-hmm. idea. You're, mm-hmm. you're reversing gravity, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having a like having a program to undo some of the damages or some of the stresses that a bike ride. So yeah, think mm-hmm. about bike riding. Everything we just talked about with posture, bike riding is like the, one of the antithesis to good posture. Now mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's good in that it's a low impact sport, right? Mm-hmm. You're not jumping on things, mm-hmm. but you are in a compromised posture, especially those mm-hmm. guys that lean over yeah, and they're hunched forward. over yeah. and things uh-huh. like that pressure on their hands, their neck, yeah. the neck's usually an extension unless they're putting their head down. So biking is not a good posture. It's mm-hmm. not good for, and, and you're, you're, it's not, you know, it can be exercise and it can raise your heart rate and it can be fun and enjoyable. I don't mind, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mean that, but just know if you're going to be doing that, you, you know, there's really no way for me to help it be safer for you. It's yeah. just more, make sure you're doing some intentional uh, exercises and stretches and strengthenings to mitigate mm-hmm. the opposite mm-hmm. posture mm-hmm. that you did with that. Well, yeah. it seems like the the ones that are using like the road bikes with the, they call them the mustache handlebars or whatever mm. that they're leaned over. That would be especially bad if they're, yeah, it really you know, is. I mean, that's yeah. Just think about position. Um, you know, Ben, you love to, well, that two more uh, lifting weights, mm. you know, and doing stuff like that. Yeah, is that kettlebells one. or bump the dar- uh, dumbbells or whatever barbells, you know, that kind of thing. Like what's your, how does that affect? And, yeah, that can be one sided too. You yeah, know, like a, good, a lot of that stuff can be. Yeah, what's a good know? question? Well, well, yeah, but most of those you're always doing the complementary one, so you're not just going to lift with your uh, true. kettlebell yeah. on one side. It's true, true. So true. You're, those are more you fall into your functional fitness types of things where you're doing motions that are motions that you'd actually do in a job, right? You know, yeah. so lifting a kettlebell is the same as maybe lifting up something from the ground. That's what they call these functional fitness, right? You're you're doing things that are functionally, not yeah. just building up a bicep or building yeah. up a tricep. So. Body mechanics, that's a good question. So like when you are lifting, so when I was the chiropractor with USA Weightlifting, I had to get certified in, as a USA Weightlifting coach and go through all the processes. And so, you know, biomechanics and posture, think about squat as a classic. One of the biggest, uh, deadlift is another one. So deadlift and squat, a lot of those, but squat's a good one. A lot of times when people are squatting, when they don't really know what they're doing, they're not really squatting, they're just forward leaning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's horrible, right? They're taking all that weight and they're gonna they're gonna throw they're gonna just wreck their back. back yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're leaning forward. When you squat is you're supposed to actually keep your spine upright and straight and you're just leaning forward straight down. Mm-hmm. So there's a good example. But here's again where people don't understand. If you've never had your spine evaluated, you might have a third 30 degree curve in your lumbar spine, scoliosis. You have no idea it's there. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to load that with 300 pounds into a squat. It's a bad idea. It's going to create and then problems. They say, and they say, oh, look at weightlifting hurt me. No, my spine was out of alignment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I, what I encourage people to do is whatever lifting you're doing or weightlifting you're doing or exercise that you're doing, try to be cognizant of your posture. I see this a lot when people are working out, they're, they're bi- doing bicep curls as an example, and they're, they got their head flexed down and they're, cause they want to stare at their biceps as mm. they're doing it. Right. Mm. Try mm. to be in good posture. When people are doing bench presses, you'll see some people, they do really bad. They're all arched up or they're all bad, you know, mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. try to keep good posture. If, if, if the exercise is going to require you to do horrible posture, then you're probably outside of your bounds, right? Mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. off a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to keep yourself in a neutralish posture when you're doing that, keep your body as straight. Cause, cause when you're doing mechanical, a workout, at the same time in posture, it's actually sending messages to the brain to reinforce that pattern. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're like a bicyclist, if you it's a good example, if you're in that bad posture and you're doing that mechanical motion, you're kind of reinforcing that negative posture. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. weightlifting is great. You know, anaerobic exercise is really important, you know, to work your muscles. I mean, it's critical. But just yeah, be aware of, of your posture. I don't have a. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti Olympic style weightlifting or anything. I think a lot of it's fantastic, actually. Okay. All right. Last one. You're a big reader. Okay. So 
how do you sit when you're you're reading? Because that can be the same thing too. You can be sitting on the couch, you can be yeah. bent over, that kind of thing. Is there a way of yeah. of doing? I mean, obviously you can hold the book up up here, but then your arms are gonna get tired and yeah, you can't do it for a long question. time. So, yeah. So, so how do you? St- yeah. So I I pre- so uh, most of the time if. If I can. So like this weekend, I was traveling. I was reading a book on my phone. I set it up on the table in front of me so I could be in a neutral position. Right. Um, When I'm at home, a lot of times, because you're right. I mean, and it has bothered me because when I read a lot, like your arms get tired. Right. So I set up. So like on my couch, the couch got a bunch of cushions on it. So like I'll set up kind of pillows on my lap. Right. A couple of them. So I my elbows kind of on top of it. So I don't have to hold that much, but just enough where it is mostly upright in front of me. Okay. Right. So that, or if I'm sitting at the, at the Tate or at the counter at the, at the house, same thing. I try to get it as upright as I can. Sometimes instead of moving my head, I just move my eyes. So if it's not perfect. So like my point is if I'm sitting and I'm reading at my counter or something like that at the, at mm-hmm. the, at the whatever ledge, then I'm, 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 I'm not bringing my head all the way down. So maybe I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll bring the book up a little bit, have it propped up. And then I just use my eyes to go down to the page instead of my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I try not to do is yeah, book flat, yeah. right. Looking down, you know, you can buy those little, I think they used to be called easy readers or something. We had them in chiropractic. So we know where it holds your book up. Mm-hmm. I don't really use mm-hmm. that just too cumbersome mm-hmm. for me. Um, so well, most people don't read, they're reading out on a, you know, on a vacation or a, wherever they usually just don't do it in a place that they're stationary and have something like that. Yeah. With them. You know, yeah. It's a nice thought, but I so guess, you know. the thing I really, yeah, I don't read a lot in, and I don't read a lot in bed unless it's like, I just, in fact, I just was last night and I thought about it as I was reading in bed. Cause you know, you got like one of two choices, like yeah, book above your head, head. Yeah, and yeah. then you fall asleep and break your nose, you know? <laughs> um, so I, it's, I, that's reason mostly why I don't read in bed like yeah. that because I'll, I, it just, it's hard, you know, to do it in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a good posture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I try to, you know, tell people, you know, to be careful about that. You see so much of it on phones now. Um, you know, I, I read on my phone and so it's, you know, I, I have mm-hmm. to, you have to be cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. actually it's why I do read a lot on my, on, that's why I still like to buy, if I can, I buy, I buy books that I can hold in my hand mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. hold them. It's just a more comfortable reading experience. So, you know, we got a minute left here, Jeff, you know, as you're, if you're listening to this, I guess my take-home message would just be that, that that you would have an appreciation for your posture, okay? Like like if you can appreciate it more and it's can possible implications in your life, mm-hmm. then taking it more serious is more than just I don't want to have bad posture, I don't want to yeah. have a hump the back, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and even more than just pain. Although pain is a very big deal, mm-hmm. so I'm not downplaying your pain, but just it's worth taking your posture serious, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. It's a really important part of your health. Mm-hmm. So the studies have shown that. Your own life, you probably can see that. Matter of fact, when you meet some people that have really bad posture, just start to take note of this. You'll probably see they're generally not that healthy. Mm-hmm. You see somebody with really bad posture, it's not like they're thriving. They're usually kind of not doing that well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so do what you can to mitigate that. The earlier, the better. Start with your kiddos. You know, like I said earlier, I have it on my wall at my office. As a twig is bent, so grows the tree. So the mm-hmm. sooner you can handle, start mitigating these habits. That's why I'm a big proponent of caring for the spine from birth till death. I mean, it's mm-hmm. your spine is an, a, 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 an organ, okay? And you need mm-hmm. to take care of it as such. And, and the mm-hmm. good news on that is it's mostly things that are under your control. It's yeah. daily habits. Yeah. How do you sleep in? You know, whatever your job requirements are, mm-hmm. how are you, you know, using your body like that? And mm-hmm. then like we mentioned, and maybe we'll put a link to this, what are you, some of those are unavoidable. So mm-hmm. what are you doing to mitigate the mm-hmm. damage that is mm-hmm. done on a regular basis? Some sort of home spinal hygiene, mm-hmm. even better to have it evaluated by a chiropractor, you know, so you know what you're dealing with. There you go. All right, my friend. Well, thanks for taking the questions. That's good stuff. I'm sure that, uh, you know, my job is to ask those kind of average guy on the street questions. And I know that a lot of people are asking these as well. So I hope it was a blessing. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Design to Heal. 
If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.